Yes, welcome to Debrief with Dave O'Neill, and I'm driving to Aubrey. Oh, it was, oh, it's going to be fun. Kirsty Weeback, ladies and gentlemen. Hello there. Have I said your name properly? Yeah, I'm yeah, like you, have. you actually have. You say it differently every time, but just that you said it correctly. It's, 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 it's a we. It's a, it's a long e. Yeah. Yeah, everyone says it short, though. Like, Webeck. Don't, don't even worry. And we're uh, driving to Aubrey to do a uni gig. Sure are. Which is, un- I mean, it's unusual for me. You're closer to their age. Just, I'm, 50, just. I'm 53. <laughs> so how's that? Go? I mean, I used to do uni gigs all the time when I was younger. There was a lot more uni gigs around, but yeah, I'm 36, and I feel like I'm probably out of touch as well. Yeah, don't worry. Be like, but as we were discussing before, that um, look, I'll remind them of their dad. <laughs> um, you'll be like the auntie <laughs> yeah. or their mum, <laughs> and we'll. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. This the strange auntie with her female travelling companion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like the the two women that live down the road from my nana, the sisters, and then the spinsters, and then Nana said, "You know, they're not even related, <laughs> and they sleep in the same bed." Well, wow, like, that wow. Nana, I think they're lesbians. Oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I think they are. Don't, uh, don't you spread rumours around like that, David? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because mum, 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 and Nana were always fine with homosexual men because. They're always on TV, you know. They always seem to be a gay kind of character, and like you know, I'm free. That kind of yeah, the, the gay cliche. But yeah, fe- female gay people, mum, or my nana's generation. Yeah, yeah. we've been unheard of. We've been unheard of, but they're probably their best friends. So, <laughs> yeah. so the ladies down the road that <laughs> every single person at church. <laughs> yeah, call themselves sisters and 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 lived a lovely life and. Uh, Anyway, we're going to Aubrey, so um, we've just stopped at a service station and had, I had a kebab and you had some, uh, you had a healthier choice, you had the... Uh, oh, I think it was only marginal, it was a cheese and spinach pide. Which was pretty good to get a kebab shop in a service station. Yeah, I already know that I'm going to be banging on about it for days to people. Yeah, like, the... like really boring things like that, I cling on to them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I'll just cling on to that, and I and everyone that I hang out with in the next few days, I'll be like, yeah, we did this Aubrey gig, and there was a kebab shop at the service station. Yeah, Euroa. It was bizarre. <laughs> What's going on? And everyone will be equally as bored by the news, but I'll persist. Now, for, for people that don't know you, you've been doing comedy about five years, five or six years. Yeah, somewhere in between there. And you've yeah. done re- you've done very well, I reckon, in that time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate no, that. You're getting paid work. Yeah. Um, you're on cruise ships? Yeah, I'm on cruise ships. You're going to Aubrey? Yeah. <laughs> the um, sky's the limit. Aubrey with Dave O'Neill. I'm trying to think of where, we, where I first met you, and I'm pretty sure it was at one of Simon Hughes' gigs. <laughs> Do you reckon it was? Yeah, it would have been. The Kings sure. of Comedy? Yeah, it would have been Kings of Comedy, definitely. So he's this guy, he's pretty intense, <laughs> and he runs his gigs, and he gives out trophies and stuff. Yeah. Have he, you received a trophy from him yet? Yeah, no. yeah. I, I won Kings of Comedy's first ever inaugural um uh, comedian of the Year. I haven't seen that on your comedy festival poster. <laughs> you shouldn't have that on. Well, but... it's, it's actually really funny because there was a bit of a conjecture oh. in the community about um, the room being called Kings of Comedy and that it was a, it seemed a little bit exclusive to female comedians, well, that's right? right. And, and a lot of people had an issue with this. And, and the reason that it was called Kings of Comedy was because the venue was on King Street. Ah, I never knew that. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't actually meant to be a men's sure. and the Mighty Kings um, sort of thing, but that's how, how people took it. And um, I, I felt like it was probably 
good PR for the room when a woman won. A woman won, won, though, won. yeah. <laughs> I was happy to take anyway, one for the team. I did it two weeks ago, and it was good. He gets a crowd there. Yeah, yeah. They all seem to be, I don't know, tourists or something. I don't know where they come from. Yeah, it's I did it. in a very the... odd place in, yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah, it's, it's upstairs in, like, a... A pub slash nightclub kind of yeah, place, and, isn't it? Yeah, and before that, well, it was in a, a nightclub downstairs in a basement where then yeah. the, the disco would kick off and you couldn't, you know, <laughs> you'd hear the noise. But, um, yeah, if you were headlining, you were doomed. Like, once oh, they man. dropped to the base. Yeah, well, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I would always grab the mic stand and bang the ceiling with it. Come on, <laughs> stop it up there. It was always my gag to say that I was glad that I just double dropped before I got on stage. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> like, it's rave time. We also did Earthcore together. Yeah. Again, through Simon. Yeah, another Simon Hughes special. Earthcore Was it a tent? Yeah, and if I remember correctly, it got really, really, really cold at night. Oh, freezing. And so it was like trying to keep the wild animals out of the tent because they were all freezing. Yeah. So everyone was munted and trying to get into the comedy tent to get onto the beanbags and to just not freeze to death. Yeah. Did you stay up there or...? Yeah, I did. I did um, the Friday and the Saturday night, so I stayed in the accommodation that they put up, put us up in. Yeah, it was rough. It was, was it? rough. Yeah, and I'd also, <laughs> I was also taking my girlfriend as my plus one, but like I broke up with her like just before <laughs> oh, it. No. So she like came and stayed the whole weekend, and I did these two like whack gigs to people that were off their faces, like with my very recently ex-girlfriend yeah, <laughs> like right. waiting in the wings <laughs> it was such a cooked weekend it was I, I said to some, I look I did like 11 o'clock on a was it a Saturday night I was like oh, maybe it was a Sunday and I said oh, look I don't want to stay overnight I just want to drive up and do the gig he's like oh yeah no worries I'll tell the guy at the gate so I get to the gate so people down at Earth Call is a big rave festival isn't it Where yeah a big people, bush dwarf isn't yeah, it yeah yeah they, they drop pingins and go off their nut <laughs> and, and, and so I get to the gate and the guy's like yeah, I said, I'm one of the comedians for the comedy tent. No, I don't believe you. Uh, you're trying to get in for free. I said, mate, I'm not trying to get in for free. I don't want to be here. I, I, don't, I don't want to be here, mate. Just just let me in the gate. He goes, is it with Simon? I went, yeah, Simon. He goes, oh, oh I'm best friends with Simon. I said, well, then ring him. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, you show me a photo of him on your phone. What? <laughs> I a photo? Like, I don't have any photos of him on my phone, mate. I was about to say, lucky you had a tasteful black and white nude as a screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, he eventually let me in, and then I seriously just parked, nearly hit about 800 months of people driving in, and then I just parked and walked straight into the tent and went on. And it was, and there was like a guy in a... The panda. The panda, panda, the red panda suit. He kept hugging yeah. me, he wanted to hug me. And I said, hugs, not drugs. He goes, no, hugs and drugs. <laughs> His job was a civil engineer, and I said, I'm not driving over bridges anymore if you're making them. That, yeah, that was the best. You, you started out, you said... And then pretty much everything you said, you just came back to the red panda. The red panda. And every now and then he'd just get up chewing his face off and would just give you a little hug. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd be like, all right, red panda, good on you. And then you'd point back at his beanbag and he'd just go back like an yeah, obedient yeah, dog. Yeah, 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 it was funny. <laughs> the red panda. The great, the gigs you do, Earthcore. And Bob Franklin was there, that's right. Bob Franklin was there. Free, free, it's freezing, Dave, it's freezing. Oh, he's so funny. He's so funny. When I went for a walk after my set, just uh, seeing Bob standing on the periphery of, like, this massive marquee where everyone's just off their faces, just raving their hearts out, and then Bob's earnestly stood off to the side, just yeah. 
gazing at them. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Like a serial killer. He yeah. is. Yeah, Bob. Oh, wow. I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. We love, we love Bob. We yeah, love, we love Bob. Very good jokes. Yeah, yeah. One of the kings. Uh, one of the kings of comedy. He should be performing at Kings. He absolutely should be. Um, I'm trying to think of... Um, so where did you grow up? I don't, are you all from the country? Yeah, pretty much. I'm from Canberra. Oh, you're from Canberra. Yeah. Yeah, tw- I did 22 years in Canberra. Right. Were your parents in the public service? Yeah, my dad... Yeah, they were originally... Uh, like, my mum was from an army family. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and my dad was Air Force. Yeah, my dad was in the Air Force there. Oh, me. true. Yes. Um, yeah, um, d- um, yeah, we lived there for a year in 1970. But... Yeah, right. Yeah, that's interesting. I had another um, comic on the podcast from Canberra, Emma... Emma Holland, and she her dad was in the Air Force too. Oh yeah, interesting. I, I suppose it's just. So where did you move? It, when did you move out of camp? You started comedy here though in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I not here, p- between Yarrow and Wangaratta. <laughs> not, not in those bushes at, at Earthcore. <laughs> I actually started comedy back at the kebab shop in Yarrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started in Melbourne. I started late. I started, uh, yeah, after I was thirty. Yeah right. And. Um, what did you do up until then? Yeah, I did loads of things. Like I, I so I, I studied public relations at uni in Canberra. Oh wow! And then when I uh, graduated, I did public relations. Did you? Yeah, at RMIT. Yeah, after oh, yeah. teaching. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. This was in the eighties. Yeah right. Yeah, PR. Like I, I see I, me and you. You would look at us and go, "They don't look like PR people." Because <laughs> yeah. it was like a cliche, but there were a lot of blonde girls in my course from Same. Bri- from Brighton. Same. I want to work in PR. Yeah, yeah, not from Brighton, but it was that long blonde hair, wearing power suits to class. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a bit of that. Yeah, and I, I, I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, we're not, we're not doing it yet. Yeah. We're, we're learning about it. Ease up. Like, get your pencil skirt off. Is it? Is a pencil skirt a thing? Yeah, the pencil <laughs> like, skirts were around in the eighties. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Like, put your trackies on and recline. You know. Wow, you did PR. I'd see. I would never have picked that. I can't. You know. It's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I did PR, and I um. I was fortunate enough that I uh, got work in the field while I was studying, but um, of course by the time I finished my degree, I was like, all right, cool, I've done that now. Because I'd been studying it and working in it, I was like, cool. Yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, boring. Which sort of area of PR were you working in? I was doing corporate PR at that time. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I'd done like lots of stuff, like not-for-profits and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I went to TAFE out out of year 12, so I did two years of PR and I did a diploma, yeah. and then I got a year taken off of my bachelor degree. Yeah, because you done the TAFE. Yeah, and so I went and did the bachelor degree, and then while I was doing the bachelor degree, I went back to TAFE and I completed an extra few units to get the diploma in event management. All right. So I was doing PR and event stuff like quite heavily, and then when I, I finished it, I was like, man, like alright like you know also probably being like a bit of an arrogant 22 year old and I was like well I've exhausted all avenues in PR now <laughs> I'm at the top of my field and I'm only 22 so uh, I, mo- right. I moved to Taiwan oh, you moved to Taiwan? yeah I moved to Taiwan for 6 years and studied Mandarin and uh, taught English and worked in publishing oh can you speak Mandarin or? yeah yeah when I came back I could read and write it really really well now I can still read a lot of it um, and I can still speak Pretty well, considering I've been back for eight years. Are we going to hear a bit of Mandarin tonight in Albury, just in case there's... <laughs> do, you, do you want me to interpret your set as you're yeah, doing yeah, it? Yeah, do. <laughs> I believe there's some overseas students here, is that correct? 
<laughs> yeah, we're from Singapore. No, we don't. We don't do that language. I don't know what that, we only got Mandarin going. We only got Mandarin. You know, like we're, we're American. I don't care, mate. You get Mandarin, you're gonna be okay. Oh wow! And then you came back. So you would have been around thirty by that stage. Yeah, I came back when yeah. I was twenty-eight, and yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I thought like I thought that I, you know I'd done some cool things. My last two years in Taiwan, um, I was uh, an was editor. Living there. Uh, oh, it, it was really it was actually really fun. Like I re- my intention was to go for one year, and like to study a bit of Mandarin and just to you know not be in Australia and like yeah, yeah. You know, like spread my wings and whatever. Um, but it was so fun that, like, each year I, I was like, oh, I'll sign on for one more year. Oh, just one more. Yeah, right. And it, it was really fun, super convenient, um, really, really different. Um, there were loads of cool people over there. Um, yeah, I, I met a partner over there as well, so we sort of set up a little life for a while. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we came back to Australia together and... Broke up at Earthcore. Yeah. <laughs> That was a different one, but no, we no. did we did break up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we actually fruit picked because they're from England. Oh, that's hard work. Yeah, so we had to do the fruit picking so they could get their second year working yeah. holiday oh, visa. Wow, that's hard work. And then and then we did it, and I like, and we we're living in this camper van, and I, I like Where my was this? soul was being crushed, like Mildura or all, all up and down. Like we we were in Mildura for a while. We ended up um, finishing off the last few weeks doing pears in Shepparton. Oh man! But we were in outback Queensland for a while on. Tape grapes as well like basically um it, it was one of the years where everywhere was flooding yeah so we'd rock up to a place we'd get a job and we'd like pick for two days and then it would flood oh, God. and so it was horrific for the farmers and it also meant that we had no money and we were just going from town to town trying to get this three months of labor done and we ended up getting it done in a, like 11 months yeah three months of work out of 11 but um, yeah, we broke up at the end of it, which was like horrific timing. So I was like, mate, <laughs> I've just fruit picked. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have to. I've got a visa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Australian. <laughs> I'm Australian. Oh. But yeah, so got got out of that. I had to I had to take the only job that I could get in in Melbourne, which was in a call centre. And then ended up in government for a few years and like hated it and was looking for something the whole time and then took the plunge and got into comedy and left. And the rest is history. Yes, yes. And you've done well. Yeah. You've um, done well. You've done festival shows. You've done the festival road show. Yep, yep. The cruise ships, done heaps of tours around the country. Um, oh, yeah. you did a spot on TV. You did tonight, Tonight Idly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I your did. spot was great. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, really funny. Yeah, really tonightly with Tom Ballard. That was yeah, that was great. That was my first telly spot. And no, that was that a really was great good. experience. It was a good spot. Because you know the, the problem with those things is that they only give you three or four minutes, and you can easily struggle. You know, <laughs> like you can, yeah. you can yeah. go out there and go. Um, and also, but you're lucky because you're quite joke heavy. Whereas if yeah. you're just telling the story, oh, be ca- you know, look out because you can't get it across in that time often. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I that, remember your set. You did all the stuff about in the supermarket. I don't want to do yeah. material, but yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, oh yeah, really thank good you. set. Yeah, so I was. It, it all came along at the right time because what you just said about being joke heavy is, you know, it's only been in the last couple of years that I've really found my stride with being able to punch up my sets. Yeah, which I think is fair enough. Like I've only been doing it for less than yeah, six years. Yeah, you've done so well. Um, really. Yeah, thank you. But like, like every single person that starts out in comedy, there was a good period of time where I was telling pleasant, funny enough stories. 
where you need time on stage to stretch your legs, but even then, they're, they're still not really funny enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but you've you've got to you've got to discover that. Oh, you've got to go through that process. There's yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Where you where you hit a point, and you're like, do you know? Actually, do you know what? Everyone else is getting a lot more laughs because they've got jokes. Yeah. I've just got like a cute little story where at the end of it, I raise my hands and go, "What's up with that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was that went better last night. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. As we were saying before, thanks for listening to uh, my TED talk, <laughs> yeah, exactly. which is a which is a trope now that people do. It is. Yeah. Thanks for listening to my TED talk, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Dave O'Neill. See you again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. There's a lot of comics that um, play comedy festival bingo where they like make up bingo cards like often on their social media and it's like when you when you see a show that features a tinder joke oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you like cross it off and i know that the ted talk one is going to be on the bingo card yeah yeah, yeah 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 tinder joke uh an app, app talking about apps um see when i started it was uh everyone did like jokes about bouncers Jokes about McDonald's. Jokes about being on the doll because we were all on the doll. So yeah, right. But it sees the doll's too hard to get now. It's too fucking oh, hard to get. Totally. No one would have time to write jokes. Yeah. They'd just, just be spending all day applying for jobs yeah. to, to make it look like they're trying to get a job. Yeah, yeah. Some case manager on your case. Yeah, and and tanking interview after interview because they're like, no, I just want an extra little bit of cash, like while I'm being a struggling artist. Yeah, exactly. Gone are the days of being a struggling artist like that. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's a bit sad, but they're definitely gone. <laughs> Struggling artists driving to Albury to do a university. <laughs> O-Week, O-Week. Oh, God, do you remember O-Week when you did, do you remember doing O-Week? Orientation yeah. Week? Yeah, I do. At the, at the Uni of Canberra, they had a, um, they always had a really cool band night yeah, during yeah, O-Week, but, yeah. but, but, like, with, with really sick acts from all over the country. Yeah. Like, a, pretty much a mini festival. And, like, everyone in Canberra would go. Uh, it wasn't just a university student. Yeah, like, yeah, and it, it was, would be yeah. packed. The whole campus yeah, would be yeah. packed. And, it, yeah, it was... Like, I remember the year that I... Um, that I went to... Uh, like, when I was actually starting uni, I was a legit student doing O-Week. They had, like, Magic Dirt and The Living End. Oh, great. And, like, Jebediah. Like, just yeah. all those, like... All those 90s. Yeah. Those 90s, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, best era of music. Like, Aussie... Aussie rock in that time was yeah was we had, the best. We had because I'm older. You had Uncanny X Men and the Models. I, 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 I don't even know who they are. Oh yeah, well, they're good. They're good rocking bands. <laughs> and uh, Shane Bourne did comedy, and uh, Richard Stubbs did too, actually. Oh Stubbsy. Yeah, Stubbsy was around in the eighties. Yeah, um, right. Were you? An, I was an O Week leader. Were you one of those? No. What uh, does that mean? Oh, it's tragic. So it's like you're a second year and you volunteer to lead the O Week. First years around. <laughs> Basically, I wanted to meet girls. I didn't meet any. I was about to say, what yeah, was the agenda? Yeah, the agenda was normally the sleazy guys. But, um, yeah, okay. I didn't meet anyone. Oh, I was a nice guy. I, I um, Yeah, you, had, you got given a group. And you had to show them around the uni. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Here's the ATM. I remember I shaved and put on aftershave. My mum said, <laughs> you've, you've, what have you got on you? Some of your father's aftershave. <laughs> hey, mum. O-week. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Don't worry, I'll be making those jokes tonight. Where's the sleazy guy that's doing fourth year still hanging around? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's that guy over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got great gear for this. No, not really. I've seriously, I used to have a lot of uni. I've forgotten more uni stuff, but I'll do a joke about mature age students. Yeah. And I'll do a joke about my arts degree. 
and this O week, and that'll be about. That. I've got four, I reckon four minutes tops. That's four minutes more than I've got. And then I'll just um, yeah. So what course are you doing, mate? Oh, agricultural science. Oh, you're growing those marijuana plants. <laughs> yeah. And they're all they're all probably doing agricultural science just in the country. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, no, we're trying to save the planet, you piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, well, it'll be, well, it'll be interesting to see how how woke they are. How um, if they're like really PC or they're just I don't know. Or That's they're just, true. It'll be interesting, but country kids, they just want to get they just want to get drunk. I assume. I don't know. Yeah, what? It's Thursday, sh- isn't it? Oh, you know, I assume they live on campus too. Yeah. I reckon they live on campus. Yeah, I don't know how any of this works. You know, uh, like, until you said it was O-Week about three minutes ago... You didn't know it was O-Week. I had absolutely no idea why we were going out to do this gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uni. It's not an RSL. It's gonna, they're going to be... And, they, of course, they'll all block my children because I've got teenagers. Like, oh, my God, they're the same age. <laughs> but the good thing about that is I can do all my kids' stuff because I'll talk about Bob the Builder and they would have all watched Bob the Builder. Yeah, yeah, they'll definitely get that. In the night garden, they always they would have pingu. Oh yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you've got six You don't have to worry about the age. Ah oh, no, we're not going to worry about it. The last time I did a uni gig, I just remembered was um, I think a couple of years ago. I was down in Adelaide for the Fringe, and uh, another comic booked me for this uni gig, and it was at Resi's in like their common room which oh, we, no. oh it was the worst like it had like you know the office like white foamy panelling roof yeah and low ceiling yeah fluoro lights overseas students eating their lunch looking at you confused yeah well that's exactly yeah. what happened like I rocked yeah. up and, and like and it was the overseas student area yeah. <laughs> and I was like oh well and like I walked in there and and I think all of the comics were a bit thrown like I think we all didn't realise much like me today, <laughs> like we hadn't researched exactly what we were doing there and who our audience was. Yeah. And we all rocked up and we were like, oh well. And one of the, the I had this set worked out and I was I was closing, and so I was meant to do like twenty minutes up the top, and I had this set worked out and then one of the comics was just like really struggling, and decided to mention that I spoke Mandarin. Oh. And then there ended up being like a lot of Chinese students and also Taiwanese and like Singaporean like um, students in the room and they, and they were all like intrigued. And so I ended up like basically doing a TED talk oh. and just like doing my best. Like it was a couple of years ago, so it was, I wasn't as good at riffing then as, yeah, as, as you, I am now. But, but you did a bit of Mandarin? Yeah, I did a bit of Mandarin. I talked about my time in Taiwan, but like you know, tried to make it as funny as possible without having actually thought that I'd be yes, doing this yes, on stage. Yeah. And it ended up going like so well. Like all these people came up after and asked me extra questions, and they were so chuffed. But when I rocked up, I was like, "Oh, mate! Oh, like, man, yeah. oh, they, they do not care that I used to work in the deli at Woolies. Like, <laughs> I've got yep. to change my tag oh, on man. this. Yeah." No, I did one at Swinburne Uni in Melbourne years ago, and it was an overseas student disco. It was an actual disco. There were people dancing. The guy stopped the disco and the, with a mic cord they couldn't reach, and I stood on the table, and they were all just staring at me, and I just said, I just said, I've been saying to guy, after like two minutes, no, nah, this is no good. We're gonna, we, we've shut this one down. This is no good. It's no good. No good. There's, there's no point doing a gig at a disco with overseas students. No, that's a terrible idea. What... I, what do you reckon is like the worst, like kind of um, 
like the worst gig that you've rocked up to in terms of just being so unsuitable, like so entirely unsuitable? It's a very good question, actually. People do ask me that. It's kind of an annoying one as well. Like journalists always ask me, and I'm yeah. like, oh, this is annoying. Well, it, but I'm like, I really want to know that off other comedians. Yeah, so. overseas students' disco is not great. Yeah. But sometimes, like the physical. I've done a gig in the foyer of a building where it's the ceiling's like 20 stories. So yeah. the, the, so right, the so ceiling's too high. Yeah, that's very high. And that the sound system doesn't work properly. Oh, you know what? I did a rodeo. I did a rodeo in um, Bundaberg or somewhere like that. <laughs> and there were no, admittingly the rodeo wasn't on, but it was in a rodeo... Uh, ro- rodeo function area. I don't know what, like, what are they called. Function like the, area. The, the arena. It yeah. was in the arena. The function area. Yeah, and it was just like, well, no one can. No one could. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I just love a rodeo function rodeo area. Function area. <laughs> That's the formal title. Oh man, yeah. I'll it, think about that. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, because I was just thinking about it after I asked you because. Um, yeah, like I said, like journalists always ask me, and I'm they always do, like, yeah. and I'm like, oh. um... I'm like, well, I, I did this one where the microphone didn't work, which is like every gig. But like, because because I've never prepared an answer, I'm never. I, I, but now I am prepared for next time, so thank you. Um, one of the one of the worst ones that I can think of in recent times was I was booked by a an alcohol chain to do stand up at their cellar door. And oh, while right. they had an alcohol and uh, food pairing that was ticketed, and it was a really hot day, and so it turned out quite good that the, the cellar door was actually freezing, but actually too cold, if I'm honest. Yeah. And when I arrived, um, they just had some balloons in the corner of the cellar door, and that was the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I stood there, and everyone stood around me, like, 30 centimetres away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, like, probably oh, 40 people. Give a mic? No. No, no microphone. There was no need, because it was a very intimate gathering. People had paid quite good money to be there. And, you know, it was a, a, a very well-paid gig as well. But I just stood there on the floor with everybody and they could literally lean over and touch me. They were so close to me. I wasn't raised in any way. We were all freezing to death. Yeah. And it was like 42 degrees outside. Oh. And um, it was just... How long did you do? I had to do two 10-minute sets. Oh, yeah. Which was even more uncomfortable because (laughs) I did a 10-minute set and then stood behind them. Yeah, yeah. While they mingled and ate sliders. Yeah, it's coming back. I'm coming back in a minute. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, hey, everyone, it's me again. And so that one was that one was pretty weird. But then you know how you and I did Earth Call together. Yeah, that was that was fun in a tent. Yeah. A few months after that, I got I got lured into Rainbow Festival. Oh, Rainbow! That's that's more hippie, isn't it? Yeah, but and also like Earth Call, but on like a much bigger scale. Yeah, right. And I agreed to do it because I was kind of curious to see what a Rainbow Festival looked like. And I went out there and I opened the comedy tent at 12.30am. Oh, my God. And had a one-hour set. One-hour set? Mm. Oh, they and think you're like a DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was outdoor. Oh, my God. And it, it had like a, a, a marquee top, but it wasn't enclosed like I did yeah, at yeah, Earthcore. Yeah. And the stage was set up um, like it looked like. A, an airline was having a conference like there were floral wreaths everywhere oh, yeah, right. and like a weird altar 
And there was a munted guy on a couch at the foot of the stage who I learned was called Dan. And every like few minutes, I checked in to make sure Dan was still alive. Oh my god! Because he looked like he wasn't. And then the worst bit was that um, I asked. There was a, a big group came in at the beginning, and I asked them why they had come. And they said they had come specifically to see me because they'd seen me at Earthcore. Oh wow! Which sounded like it sounds flattering and like I'm big upping myself, but it was a nightmare. Yeah. Because I had an hour of gear planned that was the same hour of oh, yeah. gear from Earthcore. <laughs> oh, well, too bad. Well, I was also like, they're munted. They were munted at Earthcore. They're munted now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it's a miracle they remember me. Like, they're not going to remember. Surely they're not going to remember. No. What, it's it, too, um, too off their nuts. Yeah. We've got this cops here on the road. We're out of the Humawe. Yeah, what the devil's going? It's some sort of stakeout. So, There's cars in the bushes. Oh, wow. There's lots of police. Oh, there's been an accident. Is this a, is this a crime scene, you reckon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, someone skidded off. Oh, look at that tank. There's a tank oh, there's on a its truck. side. Is that a tank or a... It's That's a, a tank. It's a tank. It's like an army tank. On its side. What the hell? Have what we the... been invaded and not told? <laughs> <laughs> By one it's, tank? It's tomorrow... <laughs> one tank. It's tomorrow when the war began. Yeah, yeah. It was just a big tank on its side. No, that's not good. That's possibly the most confusing thing I've ever seen on a road trip. That's unusual. Really unusual. Yeah, because there were skid marks and then just a camouflage tank. Oh, God. Luckily, it wasn't a bit further over in the trees or we wouldn't have been able to see it with that colour. Yeah, but there was definitely a khaki tank. (laughs) Oh, my God, how bizarre. I hope everyone was okay. Yeah. But that, think, think of the weird gear. I, I, I did a, I did a restaurant once for a woman's fortieth. Yeah. Just at, with a really long table, not in a private room, just like in the restaurant, and she hadn't told the restaurant that she was having stand up. She said, "I'm just going to pretend that you're doing a speech," and what? and oh, I was, and and it was a woman. She was an air steward. She was nice. She went to my high school. I didn't know her, but she was younger than me. So I thought. It would be easy because we'd all have the same reference points. Yeah, sure. And but it wasn't easy because she was married to uh, what's his name Fraser. He was a Carlton footballer, curly head, known for punching on. Oh, uh, I'm terrible. Fraser Brown, me. I think it's Fraser. Anyway, his brothers were there, and they're rougher than him. And they they got and they all they own tips. They own like garbage tips. Yeah, that's oh, what okay. they do. And um, <laughs> they're tough guys. And uh, I my I, I said and. And so they were there, and they're rough. The parents were there. They're not. The parents aren't rough of the woman. She's quite because she's an air steward. She had some of her air steward friends there. Okay. They're a little bit posh. Oh, and then wow. she's got her like maybe a brother and sister sitting right down the front, who look like social workers, who were just looking at their plates the whole time while I was on. Like, oh wow! And I said, you know, oh, I'm from Mitcham. You know, Sally's from Mitcham, and one of these rough guys goes, "Yeah, we're from Lurdale. We used, we used to." And the woman said, "You can't swear or anything." And he, and he goes, we used to fuck guys from Mitcham. Yeah, bash them up on the train and fuck them. Like this really, oh, really God. rough. Oh, it was horrible. That was sounds hard. like a nightmare. Yeah, it wasn't good. And especially because you've got no microphone. you got no yeah. real power. Yeah, and it's so funny when people, when you arrive at something and people really flippantly are like, oh, we couldn't get the stage. You won't mind, will you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or, yeah. or like, oh, we didn't tell the restaurant. 
It'll yeah. be like a speech. Yeah. And I don't realise like what an actual nightmare yeah, that that's is for hard. you. That's hardcore. And that you just it, there's only a couple of tools that you need, isn't there? Yeah. Like ideally you'd have a raised platform. Yeah, and a mic. You definitely need a mic and like, you know, in a in a, a perfect storm you'd have a light and a dark room. Yeah. But that's pretty much all you need, isn't it? That's true. But we're gonna get none of that in Aubrey, the uni, so uh... <laughs> It's outside. Well, the, the other thing that you need is a paid invoice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes you're willing to sacrifice one oh, or man. all of those. Yeah, wipe your tears with a check, as they say. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll be back. Keep listening because we'll come back and give a full report of Kirsty Weebeck on the debrief. We're on our way to Aubrey. Woohoo. Interested in new books? Subscribe to Chapter One. Chapter One is a new podcast with me, Nellie Thomas. Each episode, you'll hear the first chapter of a new release book from top publishers. Subscribe and listen to Chapter One, a new podcast with me, Nellie Thomas. Search for Chapter One where you're listening now. All right, yeah, we'll be in touch. Okay, you're back on the debrief. We've done the gig at Aubrey University. Kirsty's here. Kirsty? Yeah, it was uh, testing, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was a challenge. I mean, it was okay. It was in like a canteen, which is not yeah. unusual for uni gigs. No, I have done a uni gig or two in a canteen too. As I was just saying um, off the pod, I think the main issue is that they're all sitting around tables. Yeah, metal tables, metal seats, and they're all they're obviously uni students. Uh, they're uh, quite young. He said there was a guy with a beard I kept picking on, but Arthur, <laughs> Arthur, who was twenty three, yeah, kept getting Arthur. his name wrong. Yeah, um, because the thing, and then there were girls talking. They were third years, so they're, they're a bit more confident. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I tried to um, engage with them after ignoring them for like 10 minutes. Yeah, they're just talking, yeah. Yeah, I tried to engage with them and make a joke how they were like the two dudes on the balcony in the, mu- in yeah, the Muppets. Wald, Wald, Waldorf, Waldorf and Statler, I think they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah. And it, but they loved it too much. Like, I, I was like, oh, hopefully this will be a real gentle way of just pointing out to them that they're disrupting everyone. Yeah. But instead they were like, yes, queen. And I was like, I oh, boy. And they, they're studying environmental studies, so I, I talk about my son... He's concerned about the environment. They all cheer and I go, oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> They're just like turning on me. No. Honestly, it's like doing a, kid, a gig for my teenagers. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I just run through the material in my head. Nah, not appropriate. Not appropriate. <laughs> I, loved, I thought they loved you. I thought you did really well. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I, I think that I did okay because they seem to be quite woke. So I, yes. hit, them, I hit them with that little yeah. feminist gag really early on. Yeah. And they re- and that got their attention because they weren't listening to me before that, and that that got their attention. And then they were pretty much on board with me. But something happened right in the middle of the room. Oh, the someone and got up or like twenty fell of them. over. Yeah, something something uh, fell over, and like twenty of them uh, were having a little natter about it. And then and then it spread, of course, and everyone was trying to see what had happened. They're like high school students, basically. It's like high school students. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because like if they were all sober they would be an easier audience and if they weren't sat at metal tables around each other bumping into each other yeah. they'd be fine because they're a little bit older but because they've had a few drinks like they're instantly 7th yeah. graders again yeah it's true yeah it's true notice I did some of my kids TV stuff hope, hoping that they'd remember in the night garden but I don't think they did 
Yeah, some I was standing over near the edge, and a few of them were like, "Oh yeah, in the night guard," but they obviously weren't fans of it. So they were all like, "Oh, in the night guard." And I was like, "Oh god, he's reaching out to them, and they're rejecting his uh, show." I, I immediately feel feel patronising in, in, in that crowd. But anyway, we survived. Yeah, yeah. It definitely uh, wasn't the worst gig ever. Oh no, it was fine. Really, it was fine. We we did it. We did what we had to do. Did what we had to do. I think the worst bit for me was afterwards when those. Well, I should ask you my questions. What what went well? Do you reckon? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I, I said what went well. Um, pr- probably um, I was going to do that um, mildly feminist gear a little bit later on, and decided to put it in earlier to grab them. Yeah, they sort of they war- that made them warm to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm really glad that I did that. That went. Yeah, that definitely went well. And yeah, I think my ending gag. What really didn't go well? Um, and why? Probably, pro- probably I, I chose to engage with the two noisy yeah. young women in, in the middle of a story that has, like, it's really joke heavy at the end, but it, it depends on the setup. And it usually does really well because I do it in rooms where they're paying attention to me the whole time. But they kind of wrecked the punchline. Ah, uh, yeah, they weren't. Re- yeah, they couldn't really do long form stuff, could yeah, you? Nah, yeah, nah. They like they ruined. They they ruined all the rest of the punchlines because, at, like me sidestepping for like thirty seconds to address them, made everyone completely even forget that I was talking about relationships and. Oh like, yeah, that's right. Oh my god. Yeah, you, you know, and then I, and then I had like, and the thing that I really love about that story in like pretty much any environment is that it's got like five really punchy jokes at the end yeah, yeah. that just go boom, 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 boom. But they barely even worked tonight because they couldn't even remember what I'd been talking about before the two Muppets yeah. on the balcony started <laughs> yelling. So that didn't go uh, the best. And, yeah, the other question is any organisational hazards got in the way. Well, we've already talked about the chairs. The PA was a bit boomy. Yeah. The, we, the, the, the stage was quite dark. Yeah, stage was really dark. Um, the dude here apologised for the sound quality. Um, I know that there was one stage where I hadn't moved the mic at all, but suddenly it went really loud. Yeah. And I like pulled it away from my mouth for the rest of the set. But he said it was a new system, so yeah, the new system. Yeah. Quite high ceilings, actually. Yeah, real high ceilings, but yeah, not not the not definitely not the most ideal environment for stand up. No. Not to mention that, like, it's all glass windows. Oh, yeah, that's like, true. Like, it's glass the whole There's way There's no around. curtain or anything. Yeah. How can we do better next time? Uh, stay in Melbourne. Yeah, stay in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it, uni is such a, it's such a weird time of life because a lot of them live here too. Yeah. So they're so into what they're into and it's not... It's interesting, you know what I mean? There's off-resi, which means I live off campus, or resi. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, is it like Hogwarts? But they're all yeah. nice kids when you talk to them. They're all really nice oh, kids. Oh, they're so lovely. Yeah, like really nice kids. Like coming up and introducing yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and... wanted a photo with you. And... Yeah, so friend. Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah, they wanted that photo. And I was like, yeah, let's take a photo. <laughs> and then Wayne House was like, why don't you go and do it up there on the stage? And I was like, because oh, no. I've got a sprained ankle and I can barely walk. <laughs> and then and then the stairs are all broken. Yeah, So they yeah. had me like hurdling over stairs to get up onto this other oh, stage. God. But we compromised and we went halfway up. I was like, guys, like, yeah, I, I cracked out a photo of my black foot for them. I was like, I can't take it out of the boot, but do you want to see my black foot? And they were all like, yeah, yeah, show us. But then afterwards I was like, why did I show them a photo of my black oh, foot? Man. <laughs> Uni gigs. What yeah, you do? look, it wasn't the worst gig I've ever done in my life. No. Like, it was actually quite fun, but it definitely had its challenges. Oh, man. But, like, well, if I were invited back, like, I'd, I'd do it again. 
Like, yeah. It's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a, what a nightmare. No, no, not a nightmare. Not at all. It's just a bit challenging. It's just yeah. the environment. I think you're up against it anyway because they're all uni students. So it's a, yeah. a bit of a vibe. Yeah, and some of them were getting up to get more drinks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in some, in some, at one point I was like, man, this is like a cruise ship. Yeah. Like they're just is getting it? up to get more yeah. beefies. Like they're just like, well, she's, yeah. she's talking, but like I'm out of a drink. Oh, man. I'm not that bothered about what she's doing. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. We're going to drive back to Melbourne now. We could do this for another three hours yeah, if we want. <laughs> um, and so people can follow you. You're big on socials, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty out prolific. There. <laughs> pretty prolific. Kirsty Weebeck. Um, yeah, on Twitter, Facebook, Insta. Insta yeah. And you're doing a show at the comedy festival at the Imperial. Yeah, really great yeah. Venue. It's up the top, up the top of the, um, the Burke Street, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, up near Parliament. Station. Yeah, near Parliament. Yeah. So it's a really good little venue. Geraldine Hickey's on there. Yeah. You're on there. It's a good little hub. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, a lot of great shows. Bart Freeman. Uh, Bart Freeman, he yeah. was on the podcast last time. Oh, yeah, and Titus O'Reilly. Oh, he's very funny. Yeah, yep. he's on too. Yeah, we're really still a lineup. It'll be oh, great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right, Aubrey, see you later. <laughs>